Johnson here coming to you door-to-door -door, uh, con 2020 we are sitting here with Alec Alec is really an incredible person um, and he is somebody that I want to have on because I think out of uh, everybody that I met I was in the circle uh, with Sam I, I really resonated with him because we were so polar opposite um, and I think that the value that we'll maybe get out of this conversation today is just about how sometimes finding an opposite person to have them in your corner can bring you massive growth, even though it might feel a little disconnected at first. So, um, yeah, Alex, so like, I wanted to have you on and I thought it would be kind of fun to go through kind of your personality, how you attack things, how you win, right? Because it's very opposite of the way that I win. Okay. Um, and I think, but the skill sets that you possess are ones that I wish I had. And I, and I would hope that that would be a little bit well, vice, vice versa. versa. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So, so let's get into like kind of where what your background is. You know, the solar space. What that, what that was like, and why you decided to do it so big, so fast, so hard, and, and, and build such an amazing business. Well, uh, well, first of all, I want to say thanks for having me. You guys are spoiled rotten to have this guy because this guy is sharp as a tack, and I've learned so much from you already just in the interactions that we've had. Um, yeah. So, so I actually started. Uh, well, I started knocking doors when I was like 12, when my bike got stolen in elementary school. And really? We were broke, you know, and, and I, had, I had waited for my 12th birthday to get my first bike. It was a mountain bike uh, that I loved. It got stolen at school, and then um, uh, I sold cookies door to door that my mom would make these cookies. So anyway, and then in high school, I had a gutter cleaning business. Okay. And knocked doors, selling gutter cleaning services, recruited... Uh, three of my friends that were employees and um, and we cleaned gutters. We were called the gutter guys. Love that. Uh, and then I sold that business right before I went on a church service mission for two years in Norway, okay. which was also. So you had like your first business exit doors. very young. Yes. So <laughs> so I, I so I sold it for five hundred bucks. Love I sold it. the list of customers. I sold the equipment. I sold the ladders and all that for five hundred bucks. So I still count it. I sold the business. I love that, that though. Awesome? Like, yeah, like it's so so much fun. It wasn't zero, you know. Right. Anyways, it was worth something. Yeah. You know? But amazing. anyway, so that so I I uh, I, I tell that story. But uh, uh, and then I came back and I was recruited to sell home security systems. Right. I did that for four years with uh, Amp Security. Mm -hmm. Big player in the space. Big player in this. Yeah, they're here. Uh, they're, the CEO uh, spoke yesterday. Um, and then, uh, then I actually did real estate for, for a while. This was, this was in 2012, so the market was kind of, it was right before things started coming back. So prices were still rock bottom and uh, had a good stint in multifamily real estate, um, which is, sounds random, but it's something I, I actually thought I'd be doing now. That's, uh, that was like always what I wanted to get into. I was always trying to get out of door to door. Right. Um, has a way of drawing you back in. Doesn't it does, it? doesn't it? And then I, um, you know, the market started heating up and prices weren't uh, weren't uh, favorable anymore. So I came, uh, I, I I came back to door to door and said, Hey, let's do what we did in college. I went to my brother-in-law. Let's do what we did in college. Let's recruit a sales team. Let's start a solar company. This is going to mm -hmm. be huge. So I, because I actually started doing the economics on um, how solar would work on some of our apartment buildings. So let's take somebody like you, who's very analytical, right? Very type A, I would say, and say, what was the, the, the things in the business that you brought forward, which, the strategy, right, obviously, the economic plan? Because you guys blew this up very quickly. We did, we kind of cheated too, because my brother-in-law was, he stayed in home security. Right. When I went and did real estate, and he had, um, he had a good staff, they were small, 
uh, doing home security. And then when we started the solar business, we took a couple of the best employees. So we got to kind of cheat a little bit. Well, you had some of the um, top recruits essentially coming right in yeah, and already like had the sales training. People we trusted, training. great, great employees, some of the some of the best sales guys. And then uh, we stole one of the vans and slapped a different logo on right, it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we we did we did get a little bit of a head start in that sense. Um, but as as far as me, I don't know. My my gift is really with with people. My my gift is in is in the recruiting. Um, you know, being an evangelist for a cause greater than, than just making money. Right. You know, the, the, people can work uh, anywhere just to make money. You know, they have to understand why they're working with you. They have to be, um, you know, they got to understand that it's, it's about more than any one person. It's about a cause that you're, that you're fighting for. Um, and so uh, we've, been, uh, we've been successful at recruiting. Today we have uh, almost 300 sales reps. Oh. And um, it's a big number. That's it is a big number, and it's all organic too. We don't we don't hire any experienced reps. Nobody from the industry. We don't do any of that recruiting. Exactly, cross, I believe cross it. Recruiting exactly, stuff. I believe. Do you believe the same thing? Same exact thing. Well, organic growth is really so much better. It's 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 less risky. It's more cost effective. People are more loyal. They enjoy their job better. It's it's more sustainable. You want to aim for as much organic growth as possible. It sounds like we're in agreement there. Right. And you know, you you plus I sleep better. I mean, there's so many mornings you wake up and you're like, you know, you get some call. Hey, Dave's not in his apartment. Do you know where Dave is? You know, and you're on the phone trying to, and you get a hold of him. He's he's in Utah. He just got recruited to some other solar company. You know, it's like those. That I uh, I don't miss those days. Right. So we just recruit from the local job markets and we train them and. I love um, that. And it's it's worked thus far. So so the people thing, I mean, we've we've done a couple of these now and it's just like the the overwhelming theme that just keeps coming up is people. Like people are the the asset. People are mm. the real investments. People are everything to business. What what when you're talking about being that uh, that person coming out and finding those people and bringing them into a cause and a why? What do you think is like the things that really draw them in? Because 300 reps is nothing to like scoff at. That is a large sales. It's a lot team. of people. It's terrifying sometimes. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. it should be right. I mean, that's what makes it worth it. Yeah, the fear is kind of a driver. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, if you're not scared, then you're doing something wrong, right? Right. Uh, but it's fun. It's a fun kind of. You know, it's it's a it's more of a. Um, it, yeah, it's a challenge. It's a positive type of pressure that I love. I actually get bored if I don't feel some somewhat you know nervous or scared. Or, yes. You know that. Uh, that something could go wrong, but um, but yeah, I mean, finding the right people is crucial. The, the, there's a book called Good to Great, many have read, and Jim Collins says that the the age-old saying that people are your most important asset is wrong. The right people are your most important asset. So it's not just people in general, because you've seen this. The difference between a good employee and a great employee is significant. I mean, it's. It's vast. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's enormous. And then you also have, you, you know, you can find a person that's actually a detractor, that's actually worth more gone than on the team just because they become a cancer to the team. They're not, right. a, they're not a culture fit. So uh, I, the, the, the leader's number one job is controlling the culture. And so you're getting people who ideally who already have a lot of the same ideals and for those that, that don't have it yet, but they have, they have the right foundation, maybe they're just out of school or they're young or you know, for whatever reason, you don't see eye to eye yet. But if you can get somebody to read the books, so we, we do a lot of reading. We do book clubs and we do a lot of required reading for employees. And 
you know, because you, as a leader, you can only spend so much time with each, all these with each individual. Yeah. So you can have the late night calls and spend an hour with them here, an hour there. But if you can get them listening to audiobooks, a seven hour audiobook or a four hour audiobook during their commute, you know, and, and they just start to rewire their brain with true principles. It's, it's one of the best things you can do for them. And it makes it so much easier to have a conversation with those people, too, because you're all in the same framework. Right? 100%. So it's you're speaking the same language. You're yes. exactly right. It's like, hey, well, and you save so much time. Like, like, for example, there's a book called Work the System. And it's about setting up systems for repeated problems. You should never solve the same problem twice. If you see a recurring problem, set up a system so that it, you know, you're not continually putting out fires. Right. So anyway, he has a terminology called whacking moles. So he says... You know, you know, playing. You feel like you're playing whack-a-mole. You know, like you're you're whacking moles all day, and by the end of the day, you actually you accomplish nothing because right. the, the moles, moles are they're still alive. Yep. They're getting, still popping up. Yep. And many many managers have that problem. They're taking phone calls and they're stressed out and they're losing hair because they're just whacking moles. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's an example of terminology that we use. You just say, you know, you're whacking moles, and and instead of having to explain, do you see what I'm saying? Yes, it's a, it's, and it's an image. It's a thought picture. That's yes. the biggest thing too. Is like when your team can start thinking in images, right? It has a very Same. resounding. So much time. Yes. yes, totally. Yes. So I I love audiobooks. For me, that was, that's like, I'm so passionate about that. That's one of my biggest pieces of advice for anybody is that not all not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers. So one we, more time. We, one not more time. all not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers. We have to, ourselves, <clears throat> we have to fill our brains with, this, with, with as much you know, truth as we can that comes from these books. Because we're not the first people to try to figure this out. There's many right. smarter people before us that have figured out uh, a lot of the problems that we're working on. And we're crazy if we don't draw on that knowledge. Like if, like if you could spend seven hours with Bill Gates or with Warren Buffett. Right. I mean, you're from Omaha, you know, Warren, uh -huh. Warren Buffett. You could have, you know, just you alone with Warren Buffett. Well you know, what would that be worth? And right. you'd pay a lot of money for that. Uh -huh. But you could listen to his book, Snowball, yep. and you probably get a lot of his philosophy. You know, you get like, I think it's an eight-hour audiobook. Right. And it's you in the car alone with Warren Buffett, and he's, telling, he's giving you all the secrets. Right. So anyway, I, I could talk for a while about that, but I, uh, that's one of the best things you can do for Has that been something that's always been instilled in you from like a young age, like the learning, like the learner? Yeah. I think it comes from my dad. My dad... My memories of my dad, like sitting in the car on the way to school, he always had audiobooks in, like Stephen Covey, uh, Jim Rohn, and I remember him just playing these tapes. Love Jim Rohn, yeah. And so I don't, so I, it must have come from that. I, I don't recall any situation where he where he told me to do that, but. Uh, well, yeah, you just want to mirror it, right? I mean, like I when you so, see yeah. success or when you find somebody, they're like, man, they seem like that. Guy, that's what I want to like become. Yeah. And my dad's one of my heroes, yes. so I see I, I see that, and I, uh, but I remember when I was. I think it was like 18 or something. I read a copy of uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, mm -hmm. and um, and really, uh, really kind of was the catalyst for a lot of self-help book, you know, financial yes. uh, intelligence, uh, kind of that desire to to learn more. It's amazing. So going through and and running a you know a 300-person organization and well, there's 500 total. So we have we have nine construction crews. Wow. Each crew has has um, has a crew of five or six, and then there's anyway. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a massive. Lot of so so, we talk about people. And we talk about these book clubs and other things. What what is something that you're doing intentionally to make sure like you're you're when you find that great employee, they don't 
need a lot of work, but what do you do to really make sure that you let them, maybe not know that they're a great employee, but really invest into them? Right, because sometimes, you know, when you get a great employee, you tell them that they're great and it ruins them. Oh, yeah. Like, have you, have you seen this? Yeah, yes. Yeah, if you tell them that they're great, it ruins them. Yeah, like, I've, I've, I've they become to like be like, oh, geez, I just was, I'm just here to have like this is a great thing. Like, I didn't yeah, realize I... no, I, you're you're right. I mean, if no one can ever feel like uh, like they've got it in the bag, almost like with a with a customer. Like, if you're too like, oh, you'll definitely qualify for this. Oh yeah, this will be super easy. We're going to save you a ton of money. You know, it's kind of a turnoff. Like right. they're like, okay, this is cheap and easy, and they're giving this to everybody. So. You know, uh, hey, do you have a card or something, and I'll call you back. Yep. You know, there's no, there's no kind of urgency. Right. Um, it's almost the same idea, like with with people. We want what we can't have. So, so even when someone's doing great, first of all, you should recognize them and you know catch people doing good. Absolutely. But you know, it always has to be a challenge. It always, it always has to be like 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 if you have someone great, you know, to answer your question, you have somebody great that comes to you and says, how can I be better? you should always have an answer for them as, as the leader of, of some sort of feedback. You know, here's what you're doing well, here's what I would like to see. And, um, and I think sharing that, I, I, and only the best people will ask you, will come to you. Right. But most people, you have to set up a, you know, an agreement with them, uh, you know, an agreement to coach and to be coached. Because if you just start spewing out feedback, you just look rude. And it's not effective because they have a wall, you know, they get defensive. Uh, so they don't internalize it, but you know you you want to set up an agreement with can, them. Can you break me down that agreement? Because I think that's I think that's a powerful concept. Yeah, yeah. So so like for example, so um, so it will contrast the wrong way and the right way. So if I say, um, Hey Bob, you're screwing up, man. I I I wish I could see you doing better with X and blah 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 blah. I don't know. That's a bad example, but you get my idea. Yes, like, yeah. You're going to be like, um, well. Well, Is no. It instantly, I'm going to be defensive. Yeah, you're going to think of yes. like, yeah, like, well, what do you mean I'm screwing up? Well, no, she she messed this up. You right. know, whatever. You know, the you, finger you, pointing you, begins and it yeah. loses all of its. Yes, totally. Got it. And and we've had some really good coaching trainings at, just at this event alone. But um, uh, you know, an example of, of, of an agreement would be, um, hey, Bob, uh, one of the most, uh, you know, after you kind of broken this, hey, how are you? How are things? You know, one of the most valuable things that I can do for you is to give you feedback that's gonna help you level up. Um, you've done a lot of things really well, and the truth is, is at your level, there's not a lot of people who can, who can help you level up and provide that feedback for you. So uh, I do have some feedback. Can I be candid with you? Absolutely. And the answer is always absolutely, or the answer is always in the affirmative. Yes. In my experience, like they'll always say, like, oh yeah, of course, I'm always open to feedback. Now what we just did is set up an agreement. So now uh, I have your permission to share this feedback. So, so I actually- And that's powerful that you, on any level. From the leader to any, any, any connection, even like in this thing for us, I mean, I watch my sales guys and they're coaching each other. I mean, what, what an incredible thing to teach even tonight when we get back to the house is like, hey, make sure you're asking to give feedback yes. before you just give it because it is so powerful, just the shift. 100%. And just the way it's, it's like, hey, do I have your permission to give you the real truth that's going to make you better? Yes. And that becomes such a valuable relationship. Um, Mark Eaton shared yesterday, what did he say? He said, when you help somebody reach their next level, you become invaluable to that person. So the, the books talk a lot about this. Uh, they talk about a f creating a feedback-rich environment. And you can actually set it up. Like when most people think about feedback, 
or like their quarterly review or something. It, it's, it has like a negative connotation. But the best cultures can set it up to where it it's like it's a positive thing. The ego's checked at the door, and it's look. I'm looking at myself as a blank canvas, and I'm my I'm my own masterpiece. It's not your job to fix me. It's my own job to fix myself. And so every day I need to be editing myself, and, and you know ruthlessly to get better and better and better. And then when you have a team of cohorts that are helping you level up, I mean, is there anything more valuable? Is there anything more rewarding? That's the exactly. That's like that's like presence and purpose and and passion all like wrapped up into one. Like yes. your life is just really moving in a place that's like, I don't know. It, it, that's the thing I'm starting to realize about all this stuff. Like, man, people are like I'm like I want to do a podcast, and they're like, why? And then I'm just like, because I want to grow. Yeah. Because I sincerely, when I have conversations with people, it's like you are different than me, and I am so excited. Like one thing that you might do differently than me, I can't wait to learn that. Yeah. And I think so many people get hung up on all these ideas of like, well, it's not perfect. We're sitting in a conference room, you know, like, it's not perfect. It's not, it's not this production. It's not all this. But it's like you mm. have to take that step to just say, I want to learn more than anything. And I will, like, look like a bit of a doofus if, if I need to just to learn. Yeah. Like, I will just commit to growth more than anything. And I'm going to ask everyone that I find valuable to come and talk with me because I can learn something from them. Totally. Well, and, and you learn that about great leaders you learn that they're very curious people. Like they have that mentality that they're, I call it a permanent beta mindset. Have you heard of that? Uh -uh. Like permanent beta. So uh, someone who lives in permanent beta, th th this comes from, he's the co-founder of LinkedIn. He wrote a book called The Startup of You. And there's a chapter on, on living in permanent beta. And a, um, uh, you know what beta means. Like if, right, you know, yeah, like alpha, like a, beta, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like a product in beta yeah, is yeah. like, um, it's it's basically you know software or a it's product. In development. If it says it's in exactly it says yeah. it's in beta, it means it's in development. Or in other words, like I I have a Tesla Model X, and every yeah. you know like every couple months they'll come out with a new software update with some weird new you know like automatic you know windshield wipers where the camera will try to detect the rain and you don't even have to flip the thing anyway. Right. But it'll have a tag that says beta on it, uh -huh. meaning that it's a public disclaimer that hey this isn't finished yet. We're rolling this out, but it's we're open to feedback still, right. you know, community feedback. And um, those are the type of companies that win. Those are the type of products that win because they just get this feedback. And, and people just treat it differently when it kind of has a different attitude. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Whereas many small businesses fail because they get this ego about the product and they start, you know, they'll put out a product uh, that, you know, that sucks, yeah. but they're committed to it and they're not, and people don't want it. Yeah. And they're trying to sell people the product instead of you know, the product just being awesome and people coming to the product. I, I think, I mean? Yeah, and I think the product is like never landed. Like in my perspective, from my perspective, it's like our product can always get better. Like it's never a solid foundation. Like we are gonna push like yeah. how we do this better and better and better. Even if it's the smallest thing, mm -hmm. we're constantly growing, we're constantly evolving, we're constantly pushing. And that's like that beta. It's like, yes. hey, this isn't like, this isn't completely proofed. But like, hey, what did you think of this? Can we, yes. How can we tweak that? How can we do this? And going back to customers, going back to our reps, like, man, when reps get to provide feedback to the process, it blows my mind. Oh. The, like, I'm like, holy, like, what, do you, what would you guys like to learn? How would you like to learn it? And the raise of hands, and it's like, it's that same agreement. Mm -hmm. I would like to learn this. So I have the permission to teach you this, and it's going to be some hard truths. Absolutely, I can't wait to learn this. Yeah, people will tell you what they want. Yes, and, and then yeah. they're bought in just to, to a, just a mat, like you're like, holy cow, that guy seemed like he was not bought in at all. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he has the ability to, to affect change or to 
shifted himself or his thoughts are valued. Because mm-hmm. I think so few people in the world feel valued nowadays. Hmm. So I'll few people feel, feel valued. And if we can just like, man, I, like the smallest things, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Hey, I thought we could do this for the eggs for breakfast. We, we're cooking on our Airbnb. And I'm like, yeah, you got it. And to watch the pride, like, yeah, these are my eggs. Like, this is how I do this. And I was like, holy cow. You see their passion? They're passionate then, about like the smallest tweak in their life. And I'm like, man, no one believed in them. And everyone, every time they've asked for something, someone says, no, no, I'll do it my way. Hmm. And it's like, as a leader, I'm learning like, man, those little moments where I can say, yes, that's yours. You take ownership. We're, one of our guys is cooking the whole dinner tonight. I said, would you want to do this? He's like, you want me to, to do the dinner? I was like, yeah, like you, you got the Southern thing going, let's do a crab boy. He's like, you want, like I can do it? I was like, yeah, we'll get you out of here early and you can go get it prepped. And he was so excited to share his piece with the whole group. And I'm like, man, how few people are we empowering on a daily basis? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and cool. it's the smallest thing to empower them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, I noticed you drink a lot of coffee. What's your coffee? Like all these things I'm trying to relate with my people on a different level. And they're like, oh my gosh, I brought you this coffee. You were asking me about it. Like this, 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 I've done these research. Like this is, there's this blog and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, why am really I- passionate about that, yeah. Why am I not giving my people the ability to teach me things that they're passionate about? It doesn't have to do anything with my business, but our connection grows like deep. Yeah, that's cool. It's like webbed, you know what I mean? And then you can always take that passion and transfer it in, you know, and and put it into the business. Like, have you you ever played sports? Like you mentioned the guy with the eggs or like the the coffee where they're like, you see him get really excited. Or have you ever played like sports with somebody and you see them like, 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 so I I play ultimate frisbee. Uh And, you know, I played with guys that, that, that I also work with and you'll see them out on the field and they're like, you know, like a lion attacking its prey. Like they're going for it and they're diving and they're like pushing really hard. Then you see me at the office and they're just kind of like, do, 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 like just kind of coasting. And, and they haven't figured out how to, how to ignite that passion. It's like, no, 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 you can get passionate about this job. Like find the things about this job. You may not be passionate about knocking doors. Okay, you, may, you just might not be. You know, that's not, that wouldn't be uncommon. But you can be passionate about having conversations with people or making a connection with people or passionate about, you know, solar. You know, you can be passionate about the environment or with roofing. You can be passionate about helping people out with it, you know, with, uh, so that they're, you know, they they don't get leaks or whatever, you know, whatever it is. But you can find something that you're really passionate about. I love that because it's like, you're kind of talking, comparing it to a game or a sport. It's like business and sales is the ultimate sport. You just yes. haven't engaged what it is that turns you on about Yeah, you can, you can turn that on. It, I, and I like what Mike, Michael Burt was saying, that Coach, Coach Burt. I loved his Where stuff. he said, um, you know, he's talking about awakening the prey drive, like the lion attacking the gazelle. It's like, look, when you hear about people that are having success in business, especially in sales, it's because they're playing a different game. Like they're playing at a completely different level. They're not... They're not like walking around the court, do, 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 you know, like with no like passion. No, they're like trying to freaking kill somebody. Like they're, right. they're, they're like awake and they're like attacking, you know what I mean? And they're, Constantly. they're dunking over people and they're not, you know, there are no inhibitions. And until you learn how to turn that on at work, you'll only get mediocre results. I just love that. Like I'm going to take that and apply that. Like how can we make this more a sport? How can we take this and make this more, like how can we activate that passion? And I love it because it's totally. like, man, the coffee, the eggs, the fr- ultimate Frisbee. That gives them an example of, did you see how fired up you were about that? Yes. I just want to like, one, call you out and say, I'm so happy to see you that passionate. And number two, how can we do that in yeah, business? Yeah, where was that person last week? Yeah. Right, and how can I make it that? 
Yeah. And if I ask that question, I guarantee you most of them are going to say, I don't know, or they're going to know exactly what they want. Yeah. And then I can either coach them but through that coaching kind of thing you're talking about, or they're going to give me the exact answers that I need to hear and they need to hear themselves. Yeah, that's right. And then it becomes their idea. And that's important because it's not you telling them. It's, it's them telling themselves, okay, here's why I'm not doing that. Yeah, I guess that's true. I have been feeling kind of discouraged lately. Or I have felt like blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, well, tell me more about that, as opposed to just telling them what to do. Yes. People, and then, they're, then you're their natural accountability partner where they're going to come and check in with you a lot of the times. When, you know what I'm saying? When they commit I, to something. That's the, I, that's the ideal. Yeah, when they're... When they're hey, they're how am I doing? To. You're doing good, you know? And that's like the whole thing, like right now, like in the last month I've been doing this, you know, what's working, what's not working? Mm-hmm. What's working, what's not working? And it gets them to just open up. Like, this is... Like, they start thinking about it. Yeah, this is going great. Mm-hmm. This isn't working. Well, how can we fix that? Well, you know, from this and this, we can probably do this. Great. Yeah. Let's work on it. Yeah. No, I love that. And then the thing I've learned, too, is like a lot of times when I first started like being like the leader of this, it was like people come to me with great ideas and then they'd be like, set them on my desk and be like, do that. And I was like, at first I was like, great, you know, but you get one, two, three ideas, you start applying them, you're like, that is great, let's apply this. And all of a sudden you got 35 ideas on your desk that are great and it's hard to move. And so now what I've done is like, you know what, if you believe in that so strongly, I'm going to give you these tasks. I want you to write this up. I want you to build me a business plan on that. I want you to show me the pitch. I want you to type it up. I want you to write it up. And I want you to give me maybe like a research paper. Give me some quotes from some books that would back up your point on this. Yeah. And it's amazing to see like they engage and the people who don't, don't. And I don't have to worry about and it. it. Falls, yeah. Because then they weren't really that passionate about it if they're not, they're not committed to just doing an hour or two exercises. after a couple weeks anyway. Yeah. Well, and that's the truth is you don't have time. I mean, you'll just lose your mind if you entertain every, oh, yeah. every option, every crazy everything, idea. everything that comes across your desk. Right. So, well, no, cool, man. Great. I really appreciate it. I think, it's, I think it's fun. I think it's cool to meet with different people. And uh, it's fun just like, like never to stop pushing, you know, like the fact that I came to that event and you came to that event and we've signed on to that. And I mean, it's fun. Like you just never know who you're going to meet or what's going to happen. Know. And it's just like... Well, and you were so helpful to me. I, 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 wa I went into that... Um, retreat that we went to on Lake Powell. Uh, I, I went into that with a lot of kind of insecurity about my role, not really knowing the, le the next level for me and for the business. And, um, and, I, and I left, and in large part because of you and a conversation that we had where you were very encouraging and um, helped me just to kind of see and believe in myself that I you know, have the confidence that I, that I could help take it to the, to the, to the next level. And so I want to thank you for that. I, I left that retreat feeling encouraged and full of vision and inspiration. I made a million notes and went home. And so anyway, I want to say thanks. You're awesome. And you, again, you guys are so lucky to have Zach. He's the man. Thanks, man.